Thank you for downloading this sponsored podcast presented by PR Week. For more podcasts, visit us online at prweek.com. Hello, everyone. This is Gideon Fiddles. I'm Magic Editor of PR Week. I am so, so pleased to welcome you to what is a very, very special podcast. It's focused on purpose, and it is brought to you by Porter Novelli, and we really, really thank them for their support. And uh, purpose is obviously a topic that so many people have been talking about, how important it is for brands, how important it is for society. And we have two leaders joining me today who really, really care about this so much on a personal level, and obviously their businesses do as well. And that's why I'm really, really excited to have them. I want to bring them into the conversation right now. First and foremost, of course, is Harvey Mason Jr., who is the CEO of the Recording Academy. Harvey, thank you for joining me today. Amazing. Thank you. Great to be here. Excited to hang with you, Gideon. And uh, I love what you're doing. I love the subject of the podcast. So looking forward to jumping in. Thank you so much, Harvey. And of course, Sean Smith, EVP and head of the corporate counsel practice at Porter Novelli. Sean, pleasure to be with you. And and my pleasure as well. Thank you for having me. And thanks for extending the the invitation to, to the Recording Academy and Harvey. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. And as you'll find out over the next 25 or so minutes that Porter Novelli and the Recording Academy have a really, really great relationship where they do a lot of wonderful work on purpose together. And that's kind of why it's so special to bring them together for this podcast. So let's get right to it, shall we? So Harvey, one of the reasons I was really so excited to speak to you, and frankly, there are many because I'm a huge music fan. So the CEO of the Recording Academy is a pretty big wow moment for me, but it's your commitment <laughs> to the commitment to purpose, obviously, that is the key here, and it's really, really admirable. Of course, there's the, recent, uh, there's the recently announced commitment on the Recording Academy's behalf to require producers to recruit and hire more diverse candidates backstage and in front of the camera for next year's Grammy ceremony. And, of course, the Music Cares COVID-19 Relief Fund, which earned the Recording Academy and Porter Novelli a PR Week Purpose Award last year. I am happy to give you the floor to discuss the Recording Academy's growing and evolving commitment to purpose and why you feel it is so important to you as an organization. Well, that's a super open-ended question because I can talk for 25 minutes straight on why that's important to us and why it's important to me. Uh, I'll start by saying I come from music. I'm a songwriter, a producer, done it my whole life it's been the only career i've ever had in my life is creating creating art creating music working with singers and so i've always known the power of music and i've always admired and respected what music could do because i i saw the effects firsthand i saw how it worked i saw it impacted people i saw the influence that it could have so i ran for chair of the recording academy with hopes of of using my experience and my knowledge and, and, and kind of what I'd done over the last 30 years in the music business, I wanted to try and bring some of what I knew to the Recording Academy as a chair. Uh, I was elected chair and then ultimately through a whole bunch of different events, it came to become the CEO. So as CEO, my vision and my goal has always been to try and utilize the power of music and to utilize the brand of the Grammys and the Recording Academy and that platform to really try and make a difference, to try and do some good in the world. And I always say it's probably like overly ambitious, but I think 
because of the power of music and because of the brand and the goodwill associated with the Recording Academy and the Grammy specifically, I think that we can actually make a real difference. And you started touching on a couple of things. You know, with our COVID relief fund, we were able to generate and raise almost $30 million and use that money to go directly back into the music community to people that really needed help, people that had lost their, their job or, or lost their ability to make a living because of COVID. And that money came into the Recording Academy and went right back out the door to the music community. And that was something that was really important and I really cared about. And the other thing you touched on was our industry writer, which is asking producers and other people producing shows for us specifically to make sure that they're considering underrepresented groups before hiring. And that falls into our DE&I objectives. And that's been something that has been the top of my mind, top of our list at the Academy. One of the cool things we did right off the bat was hire a chief diversity, equity, inclusion officer. We've been in existence for 64 years. We've never had that. So Mm -hmm. Valicia Butterfield Jones works for us in that area. And she has been knocking it all the way out of the park with so many great initiatives. Uh, not only just asking producers and people outside of our organization to pay attention to these things, but we've been starting inside and looking at what we do in every way, our hiring, our membership, our committees, our elected leadership, and making sure we're diverse and we're representative and we're doing things the right way. And we've made huge strides in that area. I'm really proud of what we've done. I also strongly believe there's a lot of work left to do. So you touched on just our industry writer, but I think there's a lot of diversity, equity, inclusion things that have, have started under Valicia's watch. Uh, we just launched a woman's study to make sure that we're understanding why there are not more women in the music industry. We found that there's a real deficiency around that. So we're going to, we're going to get involved in that and make sure we're changing that. We've been in a partnership with color of change, which is the largest online, uh, organization for racial justice. We started a partnership with GLAAD. So a lot of the things that we're doing right now are purpose-driven. Yes, we're going to give away trophies. We're for sure going to have an amazing TV show around the Grammys. We're going to continue to honor excellence in music, but we're also going to zoom out and back up from just doing that and make sure we're utilizing where we are and who we are and what we do to, to really make good change you know you have you obviously have an amazing platform there um it's really you know i really like what you said about i never really thought about how music really impacts so many people's lives and why it would be such a wonderful platform and an organization like the recording academy why it would make so much sense for you to be involved in some of these programs and you know your commitment to this is really really admirable admirable harvey and I, i commend you on that and now, Sean, actually, one of the things I actually wanted to ask you, though, is when I, often when I talk to both an agency and a client, um, I always talk about, um, I, always, I always kind of talk about how the agency helps the client and what the client learns from the agency. I know purpose means so much to Porter Novelli, but you can see how much it means to Harvey and the Recording Academy as well. I mean, how is the Recording Academy's commitment to this inspired Porter Novelli? Well, just being able to work alongside Harvey every day, and you just heard him. Uh, the we have clients who um, occupy different places on the purpose journey. Let's call it 
some are new to it. Some are being persuaded of the benefits of embarking on sort of purpose initiatives and, and impact. You know, Harvey barely even used the word purpose, but he's talking about the kind of impact that the organization can have on people's lives and on society. And, and that's, that's really what purpose is. And, you know, sometimes we're having to show CEOs data um, on consumers' attitudes about this. Consumers want to align themselves with organizations who are trying to make a social impact. They want to go to work for organizations that are committed to it. They want to invest in and recommend and buy from. And then there are some who don't need any of those charts and graphs and data points. They feel it inside their bones. And, 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 and that's Harvey. And when, when we started talking about what an agency partnership would be like with Porter Novelli, we barely talked about the brand and the show and the editorial calendar throughout the year that they announced the nominations and they announced the, the nominees and, and then the awards. We barely talked about any of that. We talked about the kind of impact that the Recording Academy can make. And that, that's what inspired me and inspired Port Novelli to want to be a part of it and to work so hard every day uh, on their behalf and with them. And, and one of the great things that Harvey has done too is he's recruited people into the organization who share that vision and that commitment to thinking differently about what the Recording Academy can do and what it can achieve and what it can impact. So it isn't just Harvey who who is singing from that 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 songbook. It, it's the whole leadership now, and it's an organization that is already making a huge impact. And I I think they're just getting started. That's terrific, and you know I, I really I really love it when I can hear about such a wonderful symbiotic relationship between an agency and a client, especially on something this important. That's really really encouraging. So we move on to the next topic here, and I'm going to introduce it in a slightly unusual way, but all of you bear with me, there is a point to this. Andy Cox, MD of comms at the Recording Academy and a 2021 PR Week 40 Under 40 honoree. There are three reasons I am mentioning her here. One, 40 Under 40 is a very exclusive PR Week list and I'm always happy to give a shout out to its honorees. Okay, it's a shameless plug for PR Week, sue me. <laughs> Two, in her profile, it says that when she was three years old, she told her parents that she wanted to be Stevie Nicks when she grew up. I'm going to give a shout out to VP and editorial director of PR Week, Steve Barrett, who last I checked was a rather huge Stevie Nicks fan. So Steve, that one's for you. Cox also played a huge role in the Music Cares program that I mentioned earlier. She also is a wonderful representative of the younger generation of PR pros, younger generation period, really which values brand purpose more than any generation that preceded it. This is a great opportunity to speak about younger comm staffers such as Andy, who are really making a difference in moving the needle in the way comms is practiced and overall business is done. But Harvey and Sean, both of you could take this because you're both leaders at organizations. Like I said, it's always interesting to hear from esteemed leaders like you as to what you're learning from the younger people who are in your, on your staffs. And purpose is something that this gener generation Z, gen oh, it's a, it is generation Z, isn't it? Yeah, generation Z, and even younger than that, are really, really committed to, and I think it's impossible for leaders of these younger professionals to ignore that. So 
what are you learning? How are these younger people like Andy inspiring you in your efforts? And um, I guess since I'm Andy, I guess since I'm asking specifically about Andy, I'll start with you, Harvey. And then obviously, Sean, there are plenty of Andys at Porter Novelli, I'm sure. So we can talk about them from that standpoint. So Harvey, I'll start with you. Well, thanks. I think Andy is a perfect example of what you're talking about. Just somebody young who has that sense of purpose and has that sense of giving back and making a difference. It's not just about the transactional side of the job and completing tasks. It's about how can we make a difference. And I sense that in Andy. I sense that in a lot of the people that we have working at the Academy, uh, especially, as you said, from the younger generation. And I do think it comes from them having that empathy and the sympathy uh, that goes along with their generation and bringing that to everything they do in their work. In comms, Andy's been a star for us. She's done incredible, incredible work. And it's always seen through the lens of what makes the most sense for our mission and what makes the most sense for our ultimate purpose at the Academy and what we're trying to accomplish. She has a very collaborative and genuine approach to comms. I don't know, that probably doesn't even sound like a thing, but she's always thinking about holistically, what is our mission? Where are we trying to go? What are we trying to say with this piece of communication? Not for selfish reasons or for superficial reasons or how are we going to look? It's more, how can we do what we're trying to do? How can we accomplish our purpose and how can we be better and do better through the work that we're doing through comms. So I find that to be just built in and inherent in Andy. And it's one of the reasons that I think she does such great work for us. And does she sound at all like Stevie Nicks or that kind of stopped when she was three years old? You know, I'm not so sure that she got the Stevie Nicks singing thing together. <laughs> uh, last time I heard it, it sounded a little bit more like Dead Cat, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I know there's a tweet or something coming from that one, but okay. Uh, that's no, okay. you know, I, I've, I've never heard Andy sing, to tell you the truth, but uh, well, if Stevie Nicks is, was the goal at three, I love it because Stevie is one of my all-time favorites as well. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you just made Steve Barrett's day. Maybe later I could throw a couple of musicians out there and ask you your opinion on them because Steve and I do not agree on certain musicians and whether they're good or not. But we, that's another podcast. Do you agree on Stevie Nicks? Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean, no one sounds like Stevie Nicks. I mean, she's, she's awesome. I mean, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, I mean, Go Your Own Way is one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, even though I, I, know, got to I, know Lindsay, I know Lindsay Buckingham sang the song. I know, I know, I know. But well, that's all right. I got to write a song with Stevie Nicks and hanging out with her. So it was a lifetime experience for sure. Oh, wow. she's, she's incredible. Incredible. Uh, that's awesome. And Sean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get sidetracked there. But obviously, I know you have some wonderful younger professionals at Porter Novelli, of course. So how they've inspired you? How have they inspired you to, you know, up your purpose game, if you will, and perhaps any other things that they've really, really helped you do? Well, I'll start by, you know, acknowledging you guys, honestly, for the recognition that you provide young people in, in our industry. I think it's incredibly important. And, and, and I was so proud of Andy when she was recognized because there's very few people I've worked with who I think are as deserving as her who are in our profession and who are, who are true craftsmen and craftswomen um, at, at what they do. And she's one of them. And, you know, Gideon, you know me, I came out of a career in politics before I joined Porter Novelli. I worked on political campaigns. I, I ultimately got an opportunity of a lifetime to serve in the Obama administration after I worked on the 08 campaign and we won. And, and I got invited in to, to do a job I was way 
underqualified for. But I, I bring that up only to say that my first half, the first half of my career was spent working in a field where people did it because they cared. People did it because they believed in the mission. They believed in the candidate or the cause, the campaign, the change that they were trying to uh, be part of. And they didn't do it for the money. I'll tell you that. And I got used to working with people who cared, who, who were there because of the mission. And that's kind of my standard. That That's kind of what I expect when I get thrown into to a new team, a new client, a new, a new opportunity with Porter Novelli. And when I have the privilege to be on teams of people who are committed, like I was accustomed to um, on the campaigns I worked on in my younger years, it resonates and it is inspiring to me. And I will say that, you know, nowadays people spend so much time at their job right days of of you punched in you punched out you you went home you had dinner you weren't tied to your 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 work by your phone and 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 everything are obviously long long gone and you have an entire generation of, of people now in the workforce like andy who don't know anything else that that's all they've ever known and to have people who get meaning from their work in other words, you know, it, maybe you, you did your nine to five job and then you went and volunteered at the soup kitchen or you went to the, to, the, to the Kiwanis Club or to the Rotary and you were involved in service to your community. Now people don't have time for those things. Their job is everything. So if they feel like they are in a service role in their job, if they feel like they are getting meaning out of their job, that's the only way you're going to keep them. That's the only way you're going to keep the Andy Coxes of the world and the, and the Haley Thompsons and all the people at Porter Novelli who, who, who are in that same caliber. So that's, that's what I take out, uh, out of this conversation. It is incumbent upon a Porter Novelli or any employer to demonstrate the impact that that organization is making on society. Otherwise, you ain't going to get those people. They're going to go someplace else. Excellent, excellent points. Thank you so much for that, both of you. I'd actually previously asked Sean what they have learned or how they've been inspired by the Recording Academy due to the great long relationship that the two have had. So now I'm going to put it on the other foot. And now, Harvey, obviously, an organization like the Recording Academy, clearly the reason you work, you, you work with Porter Novelli for reasons, obviously, and I'm sure that they inspire you and teach you in so many ways. When it comes to, when it comes to Porter Novelli's commitment for pur- to purpose or anything else you wish to talk about, how has that relationship with Porter Novelli inspired you guys with the work that you do? Very simple. Uh, Sean and his team, they care. They really, really care about not just their clients, but and, you know, Sean had touched on it, but they care about the purpose. And I think Sean gets excited when it's something that matters. And I like to think that the recording Academy matters. And I like to think that we have a hand in making a difference. And again, rose colored glasses, maybe, but I think music has a unique power unlike anything else. And so when I got the opportunity to meet Sean and the the power of music and the platform of the Academy, I think it hit him and I think he acknowledged what it could be and what we were trying to accomplish and he cares and he has a passion for it. 
and his entire team came just you know guns blazing they were loaded they were they were energetic and they were bringing ideas and thoughts and strategy that was going to help us accomplish so much more than I could have even thought of on my own. And so that's where the inspiration comes from on my end is Sean and his team are so creative because they care and because, and and, and this is maybe me patting ourselves on the back a little bit too much, but I think Sean realized that the Academy was a unique place and it was a unique organization. It wasn't just a, you know, another company selling shoelaces or something. It was a special opportunity to work with a company that can really move the needle. And so Sean and his team came to the table with a lot of heart and a lot of passion and a lot of emotion. You know, this is not just a job. This isn't, as Sean said, clocking in and clocking out. And so when I see Sean and his team getting down in the weeds and in the dirt and working and caring so much about the academy and caring so much about our purpose and our mission and how are we going to accomplish the goals that we have. To me, those are the type of people that I like to work with. And those are the type of people that get me excited. And I can't wait for the next opportunity for, for us to you know have a meeting or have a get together or hear a presentation. That's what I get from Porter. And that's what I get from the team there is, is that, that heart and that passion and that energy and the idea that we're all pulling something special in the same direction at the same time. And, and I think I, I felt that from the moment I met Sean and, and the rest of his team, and I still get it today. And, and I think Sean touched on it a little bit when he said he's used to dealing with people and with organizations that have a, a, a drive behind them on a mission and a purpose. And I think the same goes for me when, I'm used to dealing, even looking back at my music career, I'm used to dealing with people who are so passionate about their art. You know, these are singers that have been working their whole lives to make a record or, or artists that have been, you know, traveling and toiling around the world to try and get recognition. And when I get a chance to work with them, they finally sign a record deal. They, nobody cares about music more than the people that I work with. So I'm used to dealing with people who are eating, breathing, sleeping their, their craft. And so when I get a chance to meet Ashan and his team at Porter, I get that same sense, a little bit different than being in the studio with an artist, but I get the same sense that his team is, is really about this work. They're, they're, they're breathing it every breath. Wow. You know, I got to be honest with you, as someone who um, obviously is a close and keen observer of the communications industry, Sean, I, I, don't, I don't know that I've ever heard a better testimonial than that. That's really, really awesome. I, I very much appreciate it. I want to close with a little bit of a, I don't, know, I don't know if this is out of left field or not, but it's a, maybe it's a little bit of a different question, but both of you have worked with work and or have worked with a lot of celebrities. And I think this is actually an interesting question, at least I hope it is. I want to talk about influence right now. Celebrities have always been powerful influencers, but PR Week research in recent years has shown that they might not be as influential as they once were. At the very least, the public scrutinizes celebrities' influence and its authenticity far more than ever. Since both of you are quite familiar with the celebrity world, I kind of welcome your perspectives on how you have seen celebrity influence evolve in recent years, particularly when it comes to their support of key societal issues. Sean, maybe I'll start with you and then I'll bring it over to Harvey. 
Yeah, no, I think you are seeing the same thing that we are in our, our research. Um, and just anecdotally, kind of what you hear and pick up in conversations with people who aren't involved in this industry, but who are consumers or, or followers of, of um, current events, there can be a little resentment um, about celebrities weighing in on, on certain topics. There can be a little a little distance. Oh, they, how could they possibly understand what someone like me wants or needs? So we see that too. And, and I, I think that, you know, a lot of the campaigns that Porta Novelli engages on with clients, you know, are, are, are focused increasingly on what some people call micro-influencers. So, mm-hmm. so people who aren't, aren't as household of name as, as maybe the ones we're used to. Uh, deploying for for things there's a little bit more trust a little bit uh, more sense of authenticity with with these lesser named people but you know that they're no less influential on on your own micro interest and i think that's the real nugget in all this is that there is a trend towards real hyper hobbies you know there's a real narrowing of what our interests are i could talk about that with music um harvey (laughs) knows during our long conversations and many multiple conversations about music that mine mine is extremely narrow and i like i like music across the board but my interest is pretty narrow into a specific kind of country music and so the artists within that narrow range are are gods to me um and and I think that's an example of what we're talking about here is that if, if Coulter Wall or Charlie Crockett or, or, or Vincent Neil Emerson endorse something that no one on this call or listening to this podcast has ever heard of, I would, I would engage with those things because they are important to me. And, and, but if, and that, though, applies to everyone's got their micro interests, whatever it is, and, and they've got people within that micro interest that matter and mean something to them. And I think that that's, that's, that's a real development, and that's something that companies and brands are, 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 are noting. Excellent. And, and Harvey, what's your take on that? I think it really comes down to the relationship celebrity has with their fans, followers, friends, whatever you want to call it. I think <clears throat> there is so much access and there's so much visibility right now. And you have a choice as to who you're listening to, who, who you're hearing from. And so I think it really comes down to that relationship. And what is that relationship built on? Is the influencer or celebrity somebody that you relate to directly, personally, on a, on a real base level? Is this somebody that you just look to because you think they are cool or they have good makeup tips or, you know, you see a lifestyle that's unlike yours. Because if that's the case, you're not probably as likely to be influenced by their opinion on a product or, or a cause. But mm-hmm. if you're really relating to that person and you're finding some commonality or you're feeling like that person understands you and gets you, I think that type of relationship is more conducive to them having an impact or influence on you. Uh, I also think it's about trust. I think it's about how much is this celebrity talking about things that 
they may or not be experts about how, how much are they diluting their message? It's like the boy who cried wolf. Like mm-hmm. if you're, if you're following somebody who very rarely voices an opinion and when they do, it's very special and it's targeted, you're more likely to listen. So I think it really depends on the relationship and it really depends on the level of trust and relatability that you have with that celebrity as a, as a follower or a consumer as to how you'll react and to whether or not you're going to follow and you're going to react or you're going to be a consumer of something that they're pitching. Uh, and I, I do think it also has to do with the amount and the abundance of, of messaging that you're getting. So I, I like what Sean said as far as the micro influencers, but I also think it just really depends on what that relationship is built on, whether or not you're going to be able to attract the, the trust and, and the, uh, you're going to be able to motivate your friends and followers. It's really based on the relationship. Um, you know, we're actually recording this just before the Labor Day weekend. And I have to say, this is just a wonderful, wonderful way for me to go into that long holiday weekend, guys, spending some time with you and just the strength of the relationship between the Recording Academy and Porn Novelli and how that is taking two organizations that clearly care about purpose so much and maybe even helping each other do even more about it than they might do on their own. I think it's really, really inspiring. And, you know, the words caring and empathy came up so much in this conversation, which quite frankly, has been somewhat of the norm over the last year and a half, as we've all been dealing with COVID in a world that we never would have been, I never thought we would be facing before. And it's pretty amazing, but really inspiring stuff from both of you guys. And I really, really can't thank both of you for spending some time with me, which I know is a, a premium for both of you guys, perhaps even more so because it's right before the holiday weekend. So thank you both so much for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate it. I know our audience does as well. I'm sure they've got so much out of this as, as I did as well. Thanks to Port Novelli, of course, for sponsoring this as well. And I want to thank all of you out there for checking out this podcast. I hope you got a lot out of it. I'm, in fact, I don't think I have to hope. I'm pretty sure you did. And uh, again, Purpose is just such an important topic. Obviously, the Recording Academy, support Novelli, and also the PR Week, which is why we devote so much time to it. And of course, we have our annual PR Decoded Conference from October 12th to 14th, um, virtual, as well as the Purpose Awards this year. And we're going to be celebrating some amazing work in the Purpose area and awarding some amazing campaigns and obviously having tons and tons of sessions that are focused on how you can you and your brands and your agencies and your partners can really, really focus on this crucial topic. So thank you all for joining me today. Once again, Sean and Harvey, thank you for joining me as well. And I look forward to seeing you all out there really soon on the next podcast for PR Week.